Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, November 10th. I almost said October. November 10th. We are here live, and it is a free-for-all today. We have no guests. I really don't have a theme or a topic today. I've got uh, some odds and ends all over the board. Uh, just kind of catch up on a few things. So really looking for phone calls today. Phone lines are open. The number to join us, 855-950-3835. We can talk about anything today. Uh, if you want to talk about fuel mileage, we can. Maintenance, what's going on in the industry, rates, truck prices, you name it. If you want to talk about politics, I, I will certainly do that. Uh, I made an announcement yesterday and I'll probably post something on uh, both the tribes about this. Uh, I'm really going to take a, uh, a hiatus here from politics. I've been spending way too much time on it. It, it. And not because I feel like I have to. I do want to keep up with what's going on. And I want to be an informed voter. But, you know, I, I started to get into politics the way people get into sports. I was fascinated by it. And... Um, after this midterm election, I just don't see much of a point in it. I, I don't know what's going to happen to politics in this country. I don't know what the next two years are going to be like or what the next election's going to be like. We haven't even um, figured out this election yet. Arizona is talking about they'll work through Thanksgiving, and I think they even mentioned Christmas. I, that's, that's an embarrassment. How, how can we not count the votes when they come in. Uh, Florida did a hell of a job of it. There are whole countries that count their votes way faster than some of our states can. And when we hear it's going to be a month, something's just really, really broken. Uh, so, you know, as fascinated as I am by it, I'm just taking a total break from it. I will probably um, just set up a, a news feed that every once in a while I can just scroll the news feed and kind of stay abreast of what's going on, just the big picture stuff. I am just not going to spend any more time on the details and the bickering and the back and the forth and, and the insanity that I'm seeing. I Believe it or not, and I hate to keep picking on this guy, but I think it was on CNBC. One of their hosts is talking about Fetterman for president. And several of the panel members agreed, and they were talking about it like it could be a real thing. And honestly, I guess, you know, with Biden's mental capacity these days, I hate to keep picking on him for that, but we would not allow people that exhibited those mental traits and behaviors to do most jobs in the United States today. We would be worried about them. We wouldn't let them near anything that was safety sensitive. And yet, it's our president and now a senator. And they're actually talking about him for president. I, I, I don't even know where to go on politics with that. So I'm just, I'm done for a while. I will take all that time and I'll work on research and projects and I'll be able to serve the tribe much, much better with that time. So I just need to break my addiction to that and uh, 
You might have to go cold turkey for a couple weeks. And now would be a good time. The next two weeks, all they're going to do is, is argue about the results and wait to see what happens. So I might just go total cold turkey, no reading anything about politics, certainly no watching it on TV anymore. Um, and then we'll see. I, I'll go back and I'll set up a, a way that I can just stay on top of the big issues. But for now, if you wanted to talk about it, I can. Um, totally up to you. And really, anything goes today. Calls are already starting to come in. Um, I had some updates I was going to do and some odds. Well, let me do just a couple of them. Um, Twitter. Uh, I can't believe what I was missing on Twitter. I'm glad I didn't know because I would have been tempted to get on Twitter and the way it was being run and censored and how lopsided the censoring was. You know, they, they can make the excuse that they, were, they won't allow hate speech and dangerous speech. The problem with that is some human being has to determine what that is. And unless it's the most extreme cases of, of really serious death threats... Uh, I think it should be allowed, just like we allow free speech in our society. I can walk around saying things like, you know, all of the Democrats or all of the far left progressives should be shipped off to another country. Or I, I can make all kinds of crazy statements. In real life, there's no consequences to that. We have some specific things you can't say, but they're really extreme. Social media took it way too far. And not only did they take it way too far, it was totally lopsided. And, and you, you can't argue that. Um, when the Ayatollah or ISIS was allowed to have an account and the sitting president of the United States wasn't, you can't make an argument for that. So I'm glad I didn't know what I was missing. I really, I honestly had not looked at Twitter in probably a decade. I looked at it way back when, when it first came out and thought, this is just dumb. I don't even understand how or why I would use this. That was my mistake. Um, I, I made another big mistake when I first got on it and tried it way back then. I, you know, was focused obviously on, on gaining followers because what's the point in being on there if you're not reaching people? But I didn't really understand how important it was to follow people. So this time around, um, I, I'm really, really excited about how powerful of a tool Twitter can be if I use it correctly. I've probably spent, not exaggerating, 15 hours Um in the last week or so, I started looking when um, the sale actually went through with Elon Musk. Um, and that's the, that's the reason I'm back. I mean, I, I wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Elon Musk buying it, saying he's going to return it to, you know, some sort of free speech and make it balanced. Doesn't mean they're not going to delete people or, or you know, get rid of posts or try to minimize posts that are just pure hate speech. And that's fine as long as it's applied equally. And it's not too heavy-handed. Even if it's equal, but it's really heavy-handed, then I'm going to have a problem with that too. I, I kind of trust Elon Musk on this one. 
we'll see. Um, time will tell. Oh, hold on. Better check my show chat here. I'm getting all kinds of messages. Uh, no, we're good. Okay. Um, I, I'm finding it a very, very powerful research tool. I haven't been able to eliminate all of my news aggregators yet, but I'm working on it. And it, uh, it will improve my research quite a bit. It, it's much easier, uh, and people are far more active on Twitter than they are on their blogs or news. So in my news aggregators, you could follow like, magazines, you know, journalists. You could follow people if they had a blog and it was set up right. But, you know, people don't blog 10 times a day. Many people tweet 10 times a day. Not that it's all important information, but usually there's a couple good nuggets in there. And my following list, the people I'm following, is getting really big. There's a, just a, a tremendous amount of information that I'm interested in uh, and should help me serve the tribe better, which is the point of all of this. So I, I've been working on setting it up, organizing it, figuring out the best tools um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I would love that. Uh, go the, the handle is let's underscore truck. So it's at let's underscore truck. We're going to start putting um, that link out on more of our correspondence. So we'll make it really easy uh, to follow us on Twitter. Even though I'm pretty new to it and I'm still getting it set up, I've been trying to be pretty active. Uh, tweeting multiple times a day. Right now, um, I'm going to experiment with a lot of retweeting. You know, maybe I'll, because uh, I'm just picking up a lot of good stuff already on Twitter. No point in me recreating the wheel. So sometimes I'll, I'll retweet it with a, you know, an idea or my thoughts on it. Other times I'll just retweet it. I'll just, you know, find, you, you can follow and see the, the kind of information I'm following and interested throughout the day. Uh, we are also setting up uh, both of the tribe sites so that when I post on the tribe itself, it will create a tweet uh, with the link back to the post so we can have more of the discussion on the site itself, but the post is going out on Twitter, easier to follow. You don't have to log into two sites um, Little teaser, the two sites might be one soon. It's part of our uh, planned expansion that's coming up. We don't have a, a roadmap or a timeline on all of these changes yet. I can tell you that a group of the changes will go live on December 8th. That is the one timeline we have right now. How much we get done in order to prepare for that change I'm not sure yet. And this, these are the two um, subscription sites, truckingtribe.com and healthytribe.com. There will, there will be new pricing packages. There's going to be a lot of new features. Really excited about this new rollout. So uh, I don't want to get too deep into that. Uh, calls are starting to come in. If you want to join us, 855 Three eight three five. I'm going to get the calls here in a second. Uh, I posted this morning on HealthyTribe.com uh, some results, early results of 
the stress protocol that I've been working on on and off for a couple of years now. can't believe it's been that long. And more recently, the sleep protocol that um, I worked with Danielle to develop for me specifically. And now I need to go learn, and I've been digging into this. Um, Danielle used adaptogens. Danielle is from um, Four Sigmatic, a company that makes our mushroom chocolate, our mushroom coffee, our elixirs, uh, awesome products. We only carry a, a couple of their products right now. We're going to be expanding that. Now that I'm starting to understand the adaptogens and how powerful they are, we'll be bringing more of their products in. We'll also be bringing, um, no, I don't think we will be bringing Danielle back. I think she has the new job. Um, we may be bringing on the founder of Four Sigmatic. Uh, so that will be interesting. Danielle has a great book out on adaptogens and I'm really starting to dig into that and study it now that I understand this a little better so that I'll be able to develop specific protocols around adaptogens for other people. So I posted some results on sleep. Uh, pretty amazing stuff. The biggest change, and, and all of the changes in sleep come from several different things I've been doing for quite a while now. The stress protocol itself kind of set my body up to be able to start working on the sleep better. If you are totally stressed all day and your body's not handling it well, uh, sleep is just about impossible. And if you do sleep, it's not restorative at all. I'm working with the adaptogens and also the red light therapy, the infrared therapy, that little portable light that I found that I just absolutely love. When I get up now... It, I've talked about this many times. I like to get up between four and four 30 in the morning. That's when I can do my best research, my best reading, my best writing. There's no distractions. Once I get off the air in the morning, it's, it's getting close to three o'clock on the East coast. And we have employees and partners there. So I have to take that first hour or two to schedule any meetings with people I have on the East coast before they go home or, calls will come up or issues will come up. I have to deal with those right away because we only have an hour or two to interact with those people once I'm off the air. Then by the time I finish all that, I'm usually starting to get a little brain dead, mostly because I wasn't sleeping good. So I wasn't getting a lot of research and, and um, work done on projects. Things were moving very, very slowly and I was the weak link in the chain. So I have managed to completely reset my sleep cycle. I was struggling to get up at seven and barely really feeling like I was thinking well by eight when I went on the air. I am right now back to four or 4.30, somewhere in between there, no alarm. And when I wake up, I want to get out of bed. I have energy. And I'm, I'm ready to go. In fact, this morning I tried to, you know, do a little light reading and lay in bed and think, well, maybe I could go back to sleep for another hour. Um, but I, I was wide awake and felt like it was time to go. I, last night I started getting really sleepy at 8 o'clock. That was part of my problem. I, I wasn't even getting sleepy till 11 or 11.30 at night. 
And then I had rough sleep, and now I, last night I was sleepy at about 8. I was in bed a little before 9, did a little bit of reading, and I was asleep before 9.30. So now when I wake up at 4, or 4.30 even, um, that's like 7 hours of sleep. And last night I got like six hours and 37 minutes of sleep. I got good deep sleep. Not, an, not quite enough. I could work on the deep sleep still. Uh, I had some REM, not quite enough. So that's an area I can improve. Uh, but instead of being awake for two and two and a half hours throughout the night, like what's been normal for me, uh, 35 minutes awake total. Uh, that's a huge improvement for me. And I feel so much better. So the red light therapy, I posted about it. Um, when I get up at four, get ready for the day, sit down and start doing my research, I turn on the red light then. And what that's doing is simulating the sun and resetting my melatonin cortisol cycle. It, in, in, to my body then, the sun has come up, it's time to start the day. You do that in the winter time when it gets dark here at 4.30, I, I am really, really sleepy by eight o'clock. So it's been a pretty dramatic change in a very short period of time, about a month. And a week of that, I traveled and, and didn't do any of the protocol the week I was gone. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about the results. Now, I know this is just me. Everybody's individual. But I think I now have all the pieces and parts to really be able to help people with sleep and stress. So I'm excited about that. Let's get to the calls. Uh, I'll come back to some of this other stuff if we uh, if we run out of calls, but I hope we don't. Keep them coming. Let's get started in Georgia. Jerry, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. I got two quick questions about, well, one drug and one supplement. Now, hear the whole story before you tell me to go to hell here. Prednisone. Okay. It's a steroid. Now, here's the backstory on it. It's uh, questions for my 87-year-old mother. Some time ago, she had some type of a congestive deal of some sort, and part of the uh, therapy protocol was a prednisone. During the time she was on that, her arthritis pain almost disappeared. And now it's back, of course, and my daughter's an RN, and she asked me if I would consider allowing her to be on prednisone, a small dose of it, for the pain relief. What's your opinion of that? And, I mean, it, it, so, whatever the long-term effects are, so what? She's 87 years old, you know. Well, and, and, and that was going bother. that's going to be part of my question to you. And I, I know this can be kind of a sensitive question, but we got to ask this kind of stuff. Honestly, if you had to guess, how much longer do you think she's going to be around? Oh, if I had to cut, Lord, if I had to guess, I'd hope. Uh, yes, and hope is two different things. I'm saying maybe five years, maybe. Then I would not do prednisone. That's too long. That's okay. way too long. Um, it, it's not just long-term effects of killing us. Um, it, it will deteriorate our health more rapidly. It, it All drugs are toxic. We just have to remember that. And, right. and, and prednisone is one of the few pharmaceuticals I have taken myself in the last decade. I am off almost all over-the-counter pharmaceuticals. I take nothing, no, you know, no aspirin, no Tylenol, nothing. Um, 
occasionally I'll use some cannabis for things like that. I think that's an awesome option. Um, I have experimented with, uh, oh, I'm, I, I'm thinking of kava right now because I'm doing some tests with kava, but that's not the one I'm trying to think of. Um, Kratom? Kratom. I've experimented with Kratom. Um, honestly, cannabis is, is um, very, very few side effects. Uh, unless you're, you know, the, the downside to cannabis, if you're really trying to be a high performer, either physically or mentally, um, there is a downside to cannabis. It, it will detract from, from that. Um, and obviously if you're, you know, somebody who's waking and baking and, and smoking all day long, there's huge downsides to that. But using a little bit of cannabis the way we might use an over-the-counter pain reliever or even a more powerful pain reliever, uh, I think is really one of the good options. Kratom is probably the next level up. Kratom acts a lot like an opioid. Uh, a little bit of Kratom tends to give you some energy and, and mental clarity. Um, more tends to be very pain relieving and sedating. Um, Kratom can be addictive. So you've got to be careful with that. So prednisone I used very short term. Um, I had really severe shoulder pain uh, that I was trying to figure out what the problem was. And it turned out to be several things, poor fat digestion, oxalate overload. Um, and it was severe to the point that it was affecting my ability to sleep and work. And I already had sleep issues. So I had to kind of bite the bullet and say, well, the lesser of two evils here is to use prednisone short term. It's a fantastic pain reliever. When you have that kind of pain, it goes away completely and you don't have any of the negative effects of like an opioid, you know, making you really tired and loopy. And, you know, there, there's no real risk of addiction right. with prednisone. But I'm not a fan of somebody saying, well, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to live another five years and I want to. Then no, prednisone is not the answer. If she has. So what would the side effects be? They're toxic. I mean, I, I, I could spend all day going through the problems. Uh, it, it can whack out hormones. It's, it, it's toxic to all of our cells. So it will shorten our life. I mean, that's just the best way to say it. I don't want to go through everything, every impact it's going to have on our body. Right. No, but it, it will shorten our life. It's toxic. Right, it will start to kill our cells. And that's the big picture. We could get down to some, you know, some side effects that could become uncomfortable over time. But the, the idea here is I, I never want to tell somebody you should be on a toxic drug long term. Okay. Well, I just told her I'd do a little research. You're my research, so. Yeah. Um, short term, if she has a real flare up and she's in pain, very uncomfortable, uh, and then I don't know how they administered it. I actually prefer injections to pills. Oh, I don't know pills, I think, but I'm not sure on that. I'm pretty sure it was a pill, but she's got it, some kind of a goofy cream they rub on her knee, you know, and if they remember to do it for her, she goes to bed, now, well, then maybe it'll help, and I don't now, know Now, here, so. here's another possible option, and I'm actually working on this myself. So, um my cannabis crop this year was insane. And so I grew five plants. That's the legal limit here. I doubt that anybody would care if I grew 10. Um, but 
every once in a while, I actually follow the rules. So I grew five, and I grew them five different ways. That's how I test everything. What, one of the ways, I, it wasn't a plant, it was a tree. Uh, I will probably get over a pound of cannabis from that one plant alone, and probably another pound from the other four combined. Had I grown them all that way, probably looking at five pounds of cannabis, uh, which I wouldn't use in the rest of my lifetime. I mean, that is a lot. Oh, uh, I use very small I amounts. About a month supply. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, no, that's, that's a lifetime supply for me. Uh, I use really small oh, amounts. Nice. And, you know, even when I was leaning on it heavily just to use it as a crutch for my sleep, still didn't use that much. So one of the things I'm, I'm going to be doing now is turning, because I have all this cannabis, what am I going to do with it? Um, if, if I could sell it, it would clearly be my biggest cash crop. I have thousands of dollars worth, um, but selling it is illegal, even though it's legal to have here in the state. Um, so I'm going to start, I'm going to turn a lot of it into oils and tinctures and then from the oils you you could make food and edibles uh you can make gummies and you know all kinds of things like that um you can also make lotions and salves and suppositories you can make all of these things at home i have all the recipes and here's the thing if you use those for pain it is impossible to get high it's impossible to fail a drug test The, the THC cannot make it to your bloodstream. Now, you will find all kinds of people on the Internet that's where, oh, no, I do that and I get high. Yeah, that's the placebo effect. Look at the science. They've tested this over and over and over. You can rub these creams and lotions, high-potency THC, all over your body. Then they'll do a drug test, a blood test, no trace of THC whatsoever, even with a suppository. So those can be pretty powerful for local pain relief without any worry of the effects of THC. Do you know how big an asshole you really are, though? Because now I've got a picture in my mind of DOT on the side of the road checking for a THC suppository. <laughs> Don't they do that already? Yeah, I've been through a couple uh, roadside ins- yeah, I've been through a couple roadside inspections. It felt like that's what they were doing. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Anyway, well, I'll pass that on to her. That, that pretty well answered the question. But uh, let's move on to my uh, supplement real quick. Uh, I, years ago, I was on PPIs for like 100 years. And it took me almost three of your PPI kits to finally feel comfortable without it. That's probably been three or four years. Okay. Last couple of months, I've been getting some real bad flare-ups again. Isn't there some kind of a, one of your supplements in there that kind of just take as a kickstart for your uh, stomach acid without going through the whole entire PPI kit? No, there really isn't. You may okay. be thinking of... Um, our Sibo product, Atrontil. No, it was okay. some sort of an acid, like a little, like 
battery acid tablets or some oh 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 okay i I totally went the wrong direction i thought you wanted something that would actually neutralize the acid which is what we never recommend doing yeah oh absolutely we have we have three or four supplements in the store that are based around hydrochloric acid different levels of hydrochloric acid and then other um digestive enzymes. So some are a low dose of hydrochloric acid with some digestive enzymes. And then we do have a pretty high dose of hydrochloric acid straight. So what's the name of it? Uh, boy, um, I'm going to actually have to yeah, go look because there's three or four of them and I don't want to give you, uh, you know, I used to know this stuff right off the top of my head, but with Lauren doing all of our one-on-ones and discoveries, I'm not quite as up on all of this stuff as I should be. Um, let me go look real quick. All right. These are um, all of our products for this are all um, biotics. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Hyd- Hydrozyme is one of. Pretty sure hydrozyme is one that I used to use quite a bit when I was working with people. I believe this is a lower dose of betaine. So if we look at, we have HCI plus, HCL plus, and hydrozyme. Those are two of them. HCL plus is a 115 milligrams of betaine, which isn't really high. Um, That one has some glutamic acid, some ammonium chloride, some pepsin. Uh, and some vitamin B. That's actually, a, I, I might start there. If you think you needed a little bit more of a bump, um, the hi- that was the HCL+. Plus. The hydrozyme is uh, okay. vitamin B, 150 milligrams of betaine, the same amount of glutamic acid and pepsin, but they also put in some uh, pancreatine, um, which helps your pancreas. Yeah, I, I know. These are, they're all, that's what I mean. And those are just two of the products we have with betaine in them. Uh, let me see if we can do a search right. on our site for just betaine alone and if that brings anything up. Okay, it does. We have betaine plus. I should have remembered that one. I believe that's our B-T-A-N-I-E. highest. B E T A N I E? B E T A I N E, betaine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, Let me check the levels on that one. I think, if I remember right, that's our highest dose of betaine. That is 700 milligrams of betaine, uh, four or five times more than the other two, and a little bit of pepsin. Pepsin's another stomach. um, uh, I think it's an enzyme. Uh, pepsin's another one of those chemicals that actually our stomach produces and it works in our stomach. Like pancreatine and the other digestive enzymes work after the stomach um, in the next section of digestion. But both betaine and pepsin are going to work right in the stomach. Okay. Well, I'll look, just look at um, something anyway. I just just uh, like I need a little kickstart. Uh, another thing that I just do every day now, one, because I really like it. Um, are you using um, Cardio Miracle? I am. 
Uh, Here's the way I like to do my cardio miracle. Lisa absolutely loves this too. Um, I put a good size shot of raw apple cider vinegar in my betaine or in my uh, cardio miracle every day. I love the taste of it. It kind of cuts that sweetness. It just is a little too sweet for me. Uh, It cuts that sweetness, gives it a nice kind of clean bite to it, a little bit of vinegar bite. And that's that's really good for your stomach and your digestion. Okay. Well, I uh, I take my uh, cardio miracle in water. I uh, well, it's a long story. I've got like eight eight in my truck, and I'll keep water in them in the refrigerator and rotate them, and try to get at least one or maybe two glasses of the cardio miracle a day, so it wouldn't be hard to just put a D- little dollop that- of the. Uh, Apple cider vinegar in with the water. Yep. I have a, uh, you know, just a big Yeti cold tumbler. And I put the Cardio Miracle in the bottom, put a little bit of hot water in there because it dissolves the Cardio Miracle really well. Then a splash of apple cider vinegar, ice and water. And that'll last me half a day. And then I'll usually do another one later on in the evening. All right. Well, that gave me some things to... uh head toward anyway that's what i needed so thanks so much kevin appreciate all you do you're welcome talk to you again soon um phone lines are open We've got a couple calls but you can certainly jump in now uh if not i'll go back to uh my odds and ends in my roundup for today let's head off to uh 855-950-3835 is the number Let's go to Florida this time. Kevin, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. It's that nurse that you've taught more medicine to than I learned in nursing school. And once again, with the steroids, oh, my God, they never tell you enough about those. You know, it, it, uh, it, it's one of those drugs that, uh, you know, if you're in pain, a shot of prednisone or even the pills doesn't take long to kick in, and it, it really does a number on the pain, and you don't have any of the side effects of opioids. So I understand why people like them. I understand why doctors like them, but I think they get abused horribly. Absolutely, and the long-term effects, especially with the orthopods, shooting into the joints is just, the long-term effects are not talked about. Yeah, you you could probably go on and on. You know, you kind of asked about, well, well, what are the effects? And you know, and you could probably keep us, you know, get us informed for about the next 30 minutes on those kinds of specifics. Yes, for me, it's like big picture. The stuff's toxic. It's going to start killing our cells. It, we could get down to specifics, but that's enough for me to know. Absolutely. I was really calling about it. I have, I have a farm and I don't get to listen if I'm out in the field. How was the train? Oh, so, yeah, I, I've started to tell the story a little bit. I was going to do a blow by blow one day and I there just keep stuff keeps coming up. So now wouldn't be a bad time. So the train ride itself, I've done that that trip from Portland to Chicago several times over the last decade or so. Um and I've talked about the fact that I love the ride. I love the scenery. Um, the trains usually suck. Uh, the food's usually not very good at all. Uh, this time I was pleasantly surprised. Pro- it, there's nothing different wow. about the Amtrak cars. They're all virtually identical. But this one looked pretty darn new. 
I mean, the, the room was in really nice shape. And I don't know what they did with their food, but the food was really good. There's some. There's another strange thing well, that happened Biden on. Is president now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If I can give him credit for something, I guess I'll give him credit for that. Then uh, he somehow managed to yeah. improve Amtrak from his basement, um, which is fine. <laughs> I don't care where he does it from. It did get better, and I love that. So, uh, but there was another weird thing on the trip. I don't think I've uh, I've talked about this much. Hey. Um, is there anything you can do with your volume on your end? I've got this line cranked up as high as I can get it, and people are having a hard time hearing you. Yes, sir. Hang on. Now I think it's going to be better already. Now I probably have to turn you down. Is that any better, sir? Oh, much better. Thank you. Okay, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so... Here's the weird thing that really happened for the last eight years. When I changed my diet to paleo first, um, it really happened a lot when I went keto. Um, Now I'm kind of carnivore keto-ish. I've talked about it. I eat one meal a day, one big meal a day. And then I might have something that looks kind of like a small meal, or I might have a couple things that look more like snacks, you know, a beef stick here and there, a, a nut butter, packet, something like that. That's been so consistent for eight years. And I try to tell people, I don't do that because I'm trying to lose weight. I do it because I listen to my body. And the same thing I tell everybody else is the way I live. If you're hungry, eat. If you're not, don't. And when I eat like that, I tend to get really hungry one time a day. I eat a big meal as much as I want. I don't think about calories or serving size. I just eat as much as I want till I'm satisfied. And that's usually it for a meal for me for the day. It's been very consistent. For whatever reason, I I think I have a theory. When I got on the train, you get on the train here in Portland at like 4 or 4.30 in the afternoon, um, and it's almost exactly 48 hours if I leave on Friday afternoon, I'm going to pull into Chicago. Just to, And that's the other thing I will say about Amtrak. They were spot on time. We were actually running wow. early, and they were able to kind of make up for it, and, and we pulled in right on time. So I, I do have far more compliments for Amtrak from this trip than I ever have before. But I got on the train How at 4. station in Chicago? Uh, it was fantastic inside. I wasn't about to wander outside in the dark. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I saw several uh, flashing lights go by, heard lots of sirens. I I wouldn't have been surprised if I would have heard gunshots, but I didn't. So um, I I had about four-hour layover there in the station. So um, found a barbecue joint, got some decent barbecue, nothing to brag about, but it was all right. So when I got on the train... The train that leaves Portland is only a couple of cars, and there's no dining car. So the first night, they give you a box lunch, and it was a box lunch. Um, But I was really hungry. It was some kind of chicken thing with pesto on a croissant. So I took all the meat off, and I ate all that. I had beef sticks and my usual snacks, so I was eating those, and I'm like, I really want a meal. So there wasn't anything. So I managed, I went to bed. When you get to, uh, what's the, Spokane. 
you, we meet up with the train from Seattle and they connect the two and Seattle has the dining car. So then the next morning you have breakfast. And when you have a sleeper car, you get all of your meals in the dining car and they're included. If you have a coach seat, there's a little snack bar kind of thing. You can go and get food. So I normally don't eat breakfast ever. You know, I usually get up and have my coffee. I took everything with me to do my NDK coffee. I made my coffee, started drinking it. They made the announcement about breakfast and I thought, I'm hungry. And I tell people, if you're hungry, eat. So I went to the dining car, ordered the breakfast and it was, you know, eggs, bacon, some sausage, some potatoes. I ate the whole plate, sat there and thought, wonder if they'll bring me another one. I was starving. I'm like, this is odd. So I thought, no, I'm not going to eat two breakfast. So I went back to my car, started working and writing, and I'm sitting there writing, and like 11.30, they come on and announce the dining car's open for lunch. And I'm like, I'm hungry. I went down there, ate a big lunch. I think it was some kind of burger, and then they had this really nice salad, like a goat cheese salad with walnuts. And I said, just take that burger with all the toppings, throw it on top of the salad, I ate it, and I swear I sat there and thought, I wonder if they'd bring me another one. And I thought, no. Forgive me for thinking medicine, but what was your blood sugar? Was it was your blood sugar saying you should have been wanting all these calories? My blood sugar, I was actually wearing my continuous glucose monitor at this time. My blood sugar was rock-solid stable. I was staying wow. right between about 80 and 110, even eating those amounts of food. Normally, just that much food will make your blood sugar go up a lot, even if it's low carb. Right, you usually see a spike. Yeah, you so spike. I, I sat there after eating the one big meal and thought, if I'm hungry, maybe I should just keep eating. And then it, the way they do dining, they, they seat you with people in the dining car. You know, if there's yeah, four of you, you get a table your own. I if you're, Yeah, great. I do too. I've met some really interesting people. So... I was talking to the guy that was there. So the next thing I knew, we got talking and I thought, oh, you know, I'm not really hungry enough to eat another meal. Um, I'll go back to my car and work. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They make the, oh, no, dinner. They actually, they do kind of a reservation thing. So when you finish lunch, they ask you, what time do you want to come back to dinner? And I almost said, I'm not going to do dinner. I've already eaten twice today. And I thought, no, I better just leave it open. So I picked the time. Sure enough, my time comes around. I'm like, I'm going to go have dinner. I ate the whole meal and thought I might be able to eat another one. But I held off three meals a day. I haven't done that in I don't know how long. I did it the entire week I was gone. I I have the only thing I can correlate it to anything else. Here's what I think may have happened. Um, When I. I'm getting ready for an event like that. I had two speaking events. I knew I was going to be meeting a lot of new people in the industry. I really like to be at the top of my game. And I knew I hadn't been sleeping good. So to prepare for leaving, I went really heavy keto. Lots of fat, lots of brain octane and coconut oil. Um, And that's kind of a crutch, you know, but it works. Works short term. I don't want to do it for too long. Mm -hmm. So... Then when I got on the train, I wasn't really making a keto. I was just hungry. I think what was happening is I think my brain was in overdrive from all the keto. My body 
had lots of energy from the keto, but I wasn't sleeping hardly at all. My sleep that week was atrocious. I was barely getting about three or three and a half hours a night, and it was poor sleep. I think, I, I think my body kind of knew that I needed to perform well, and I wasn't going to on that little bit of sleep. And I think it made up for it with just a, a boatload of calories. I think my body just kept saying, if you need energy, you better feed us. And I just kept eating. And a couple days after I got home, it, it, uh, it, it was still there the first day I got back, not as much the second. By the third and fourth day, I'm right back to my normal eating patterns. Did you think it had anything to do with adrenaline? Do you get adrenaline yeah. from pre-speaking? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I was on, I was running on adrenaline and cortisol the whole week. So yeah, I do think that was part of it. So that would do that absolutely. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, I barely gained about three pounds. I was wondering that. I was gonna. I was wondering if it was okay to say, "Did you gain weight?" Yeah, absolutely. As a medical person, it's my next thought. You must have gained weight about th- unless you were burning it somewhere. I I probably I could have quadrupled the number of calories I was taking in. I don't count calories. I don't think about calories. But in my mind, if I think back, I was at least triple the number of the normal calories I take in, and maybe some days even quadruple. There, when I was at the hotel, we had all kinds of events together. There were five speakers, and I had never met any of them before, so that was I had a blast with these guys. Um, we traveled together. We ate together. We spoke together all week long once I was there. We started in Memphis uh, for a couple events. Then we went up to Nashville, and... You know, we would always say, all right, you know, let's meet at 530 for dinner and we'll head downtown, whatever. And it would be like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I'd be thinking, I, I can't make it till 530. And the hotel we were in, um, both of Memphis and Nashville, there were really good restaurants right around there. Not so much Nashville, but Memphis, there were probably 10 really good restaurants that I could just walk to. I mean, they were hundreds of yards away that close at 3 30 i would go over and eat a full meal yeah i would go over at 3 30 and eat a full meal and then go out to dinner with them at 5 30 and eat another one so you were burning it somewhere that's what logic would say yeah now here's the interesting thing a lot of people don't realize this i'm sure you know this um you would think that i was very physically active during that time to burn off that many calories. Well, no, you don't have to be. Yeah, so, be. All right, so on the train, almost no physical activity for three days. Um, when I was speaking and doing these events, I didn't have time to be physically active. I was sitting at, at tables and talking to people and going out to meals and standing on a stage speaking. Our brain is a huge energy hog. Our brain uses it for the size our brain is it uses a huge amount of our energy. And I just think that Absolutely. with all that mental stimulation, well, I had worked a week on my presentation, um, probably two, and then I was the last speaker of the day. So the first day, the other four speakers, I'm watching them and I'm like, oh man, I blew this. 
my topic is so far off. Yeah, it's so far off base. Um, I got to do something. So I was like thinking on the fly and I redid my entire presentation in my mind before I got up on stage. So I just have a feeling that speak all over the country. And I've done that where you hit the first speakers and you're like, Oh no, I hit, I hit the, I'm hitting on the wrong thing. I'm going to have to change it. That's exactly what happened. And, and, um, every meeting we were in or every dinner we went to, or every meal we went to, um, the five speakers sat at a table. So we were really interacting and people who speak a lot, talk a lot. I mean, that's, that's our talent. You should be able to talk a lot. You get five people like that at a table. Holy cow. We needed a traffic cop, you know, to, to try to, so it was a whole week like that. That's great. That's excellent learning opportunity on your part. The, the really, the people you're speaking to, the really interesting part for me was their topic and the topic of the whole week, the events. It was, it's an area of the industry that I am almost clueless about. Um, nuclear verdicts, um, staged accidents, uh, insurance, and, and it, just all kinds of stuff that sounds kind of boring, but it was really fascinating. And so I was really engaged and speak on, yeah, talk about that a little bit. And absolutely fascinating. I had no idea, even from the police side, I knew they staged accidents, but not to the extent that you're talking in cartel involvement. Yeah. Cartels, organized crimes, people getting executed. Unbelievable. Had no idea. I mean, we were, we were learning about high truck hijacking and how big that was, but now this is unbelievable. Yeah. It was like, uh, it was like sitting through or reading a good John Grisham novel. Amazing. So my theory is that my brain was just in overdrive the whole time. And that's where all the energy was going. And I'm, you know, these days I'm, I'm pretty lean these days. Um, when I left, I was about 145, which is about the bottom for me. I don't, I don't carry much body fat at 145, so I don't have any reserves there. So I think I just had to keep eating. Not that you'll get any other medical person currently to, to agree. I agree, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they would, would try to claim I had some sort of weird syndrome and needed two or three drugs to fix it. Oh, my. They would have stopped at, I want to eat when I want to eat. They would have stopped there, and you haven't done three meals a day. The, the, the dietitians would have lost their minds. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm sure they'd they'd freak out when I said for the last eight years I tend to eat one meal a day, and on this trip I'm putting down five or six a day. Oh my God, the nurse oh, that taught me the, would be jumping down your throat. The trip back, so I flew back, and I you know the the event ended really on Thursday. Uh, most of the speakers left Thursday right as I was actually speaking, they all had flights. Um, I had a meeting that I had scheduled Thursday evening, a dinner uh, with somebody from the industry that I just was going to be in Nashville at the time. So I didn't book my flight till Friday morning. But since I'm done, I took the earliest flight I could get. It was uh, like 
like a 4.30 flight out of Nashville. I think I, had, I woke up at wow. 1 o'clock in the morning to get ready, which, did I get up at 1 in Nashville? No, I, maybe I got up at 3 in Nashville. It might have been like a 5 or 5.30. I had to get up at 3 in Nashville. But on West Coast time now, that's 1 in the morning. And I'm on my way to the West right. Coast, so that's how I start thinking. Uh, it's 1 o'clock. This is going to be a long day. So I get to the airport. Yeah, very long. Get to the airport, grab like a sausage, egg and cheese, croissant, throw the croissant away, eat the meat and cheese. Started to walk away and thought, oh, that's not going to do it. I went back and got another one of those. Then my first leg took wow. me to Denver. I get off the plane in Denver and I'm walking by and I see this restaurant and I'm looking down at the food and I'm like, that breakfast looks really good. Um so I sat down for breakfast in Denver and ate a 16-ounce ribeye, two eggs, and I started on a big pile of potatoes, and they just weren't that good. And I thought, I'm not wasting my carbs oh my on God. lousy potatoes. So that was like, you know, at least two breakfasts, almost three. And when I finally got home to Portland, got home at about 11, Lisa had made a big lunch, like this amazing pork loin that she made. And I, I ate again. I, it was like, it's not even you know, noon yet. And I've had, listening or listening <laughs> I, yeah, it's not even noon yet. And I've had three big meals. Yeah. It's crazy, but understandable. If you look at it the way you look at it. Yeah. I, 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 my body needed it. And I, I, I live the way I tell other people. If you're hungry, eat. There must be a reason. Correct, but not modern medicine does not think that way. No. Whoever, whoever came up with the idea that we need to eat three meals a day, that's not a human thing. I have no idea. I think back to nursing school and, the, the, and you talk about the food pyramid and all that and how ridiculous it was. We remember thinking then it's ridiculous, but who came up with this stuff? And, and how many times have we heard this in our lifetime? Oh, breakfast is the mo most important meal of the day. Why? Nobody oh ever God, told us why. Where the hell did they come up with that? that Especially in the 80s and 90s in the hospital. Oh, everybody had to eat the breakfast. You had a report on it. We had to report every what, what you ate. Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Pardon nurses? No, it's what the, what the patient ate, how much, did they eat everything? Unbelievable. I don't know if they do that now, but it's certainly something we did. Yeah. Especially trauma patients. Oh, bet. Yeah. And, and I, where was the science? You know, nobody ever talked about that. Why are we doing this? What? I what? Never talked about the science. Right. Which <laughs> In now? School, it wasn't about the science. Now I actually it's, hate you know, that met, statement. Uh, that that. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. During COVID, that statement became so bastardized that it is completely meaningless now. Well, I would say to people wearing masks outside, surgical masks, I'd look at them and say, I was an ER nurse for 30 years. Why didn't I wear a mask all the time in the ER? And they'd look at me and they'd go, why not? And I'd say, because it doesn't work in the way you're thinking it works. And it's bad for you. Correct. Yeah. 
The, the negative air spaces that we talk about, it just creates more negative air space. Your trachea, you have that negative air space when you're not inhaling or exhaling. That mask only creates more negative air space and, uh, you know, gas masks. N95s, I tell people in the ER, we had our own N95s assigned to us that were fit tested. Yeah. Um, so few upsides unless you know how to use it and you're using it for a very specific reason, like you said, and way too many downsides. I, I saw something yesterday. I'm sure it's happening all the, all over the place, but it, it still just shocked me. I saw a person driving in their car alone and they had a mask on. I, I thought people have just all lost the their mind. And that's so dangerous. I know. People have just lost their mind. So dangerous. And then if you have COPD, I mean, people that do have undiagnosed, uh, especially respiratory issues, it's not helping them. No, it's horrible. We're, we're, we're now learning over the last couple of years how important correct breathing is. Yesterday, we were talking about mouth taping and all kinds of things to teach people how to breathe properly again. Interesting. And I also have to thank you for your study on sleeping. I, I taught 911 centers for 20 plus years. Nobody teaches new emergency services workers how to work, how to sleep on a 24 hour schedule. The, 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 what I'm finding is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm never going to say that, you know, I've learned everything there is to know, but I have done so much reading and research on sleep and testing myself that, there's not much anymore that is going to surprise me or sound like something new and unless somebody the comes data up. data gets very redundant. Yeah, yeah. Incredibly redundant. So unless somebody comes up with something new, um, there's not much farther I can take the, just the raw research. So it, here's the other thing I've discovered, and I, I wish this wasn't true I have tested probably every sleep device on the market. At a, at a certain point, I, I stopped. I could open a wearable store with all the wearables I have that I've tested and threw in a box and, you know, collected enough data. Here's the thing. Um, the sleep scores that you get from these things are helpful that they might give you some clues on what, you know, really interferes with your sleep and what doesn't. Other than that, they're not very accurate. That we we don't understand sleep yet. We're we're measure. I know we can no. measure REM and we can measure deep sleep, and I get all that, but it's not correlating to the things we think it should. There are times where I, I have people get crazy high sleep scores: three hours of deep sleep, two and a half hours of REM. They hardly woke up at all, and they feel like hell the next day. And then there are days where I can get three and a half hours of horrible sleep, and I can function all week at a very high level. Now, I know that can't be healthy, but we're, we're missing something big on sleep, and I'm, I don't know what it is yet. So, and here's the other thing. Of all the devices I did test for sleep, and then I, I, I found a study where somebody else had taken a lot of these devices and, and, and matched them against the equipment they have in sleep labs, you know, where you're totally wired up. The right. best device is not a wearable. It, it's actually a device that sits on the side of, like on your nightstand and, and is pointed at you. Seems crazy to me that... What's that, it measure? I, 
you know, they claim it's actually measuring like breathing rate. It can actually see you breathing even if you roll over the other way. Um, it's measuring movement. Um, REM sleep should actually be the easiest thing to test. In REM sleep, we are completely paralyzed. We don't move at all. So you would think right. REM would be really easy, but I'm not even sure most of our devices are measuring REM very accurately. That's way beyond my knowledge base. Yeah, so, uh, you know, like I said, they're, they're useful to try to improve your own sleep. You know, if you do some things and, you know, your, your deep sleep almost goes away, well, then stop doing those things. If you try a supplement and you feel like you slept better, but you're really not getting any REM sleep, uh, then, then that's not a good thing. So they're, they're just accurate enough that, you know, as a comparative tool, we can learn something. But I, I'm not putting any faith in them anymore that they're truly measuring what's important. Well, unfortunately, the medical world, aviation world, the flight medic, they lived on the pilot's Ambien, and what well, used to be Ambien, now I think they're using other stuff, but they lived on that, especially with time zone changes. That's awful. That is horrible. It, it's horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. I can't believe that was happening. It, it's a thing. Oh. Absolutely. That's yeah. all. Yeah, that that is. When you work the twenty, like when you work that twenty-four hour schedule, and you're having to to rotate around, sometimes they end up you, relying on that. You know what their justification would be if you even challenged them on this? Look at our safety record. Oh, well, they say I'm not awake enough for the next flight, the next yeah, um, but emergency, whatever it may be. That would be the answer. Yeah, and if we tried to say, well, well, that's a really bad way of doing this, their answer would be, well, look at the results. Look at our safety record. We're the safest mode of travel in the world, Correct. and they are. But so fine, exactly. the, the Ambien isn't making anybody unsafe, or even if it is, we have so many redundant backup systems to keep everybody safe. That's what's working. The shame here is that you're poisoning your pilots. Correct. So whether it's safe or not, you're, you're poisoning human beings. We should stop doing that. There we go again against the medical community that's so entrenched. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, did you catch much of Dr. Wolfson yesterday? No, sir. When I'm out in the fields, I can't catch the show because I'm out of Wi-Fi range. I don't have cell coverage on the farm. Got it. So if, uh, if you've got the app, go back and listen to yesterday. Dr. Wolfson was just brilliant, I think. I will do that. Yeah, you've had some wonderful nurse practitioners and yeah, you've yeah. had amazing people health wise, and I tell my wife all the time, I learn from a trucking guy, but she doesn't get it. <laughs> Nobody does. When people's, you know, we have people all over the place that you know have lost a hundred and fifty pounds, and and they look like a new human being, and they see somebody they they haven't seen in a long time, and the first question is, oh my god, what did you do? And if they start saying, well, I listened to this ex truck driver on the radio. I, People look at them like they have three heads. Yes, the looks I get with the education and background I have, and I say I'm learning more from a truck driver about health than I did in my medicine career, they look at me like I'm crazy. And, and here's the thing. 
I am nowhere near the only person doing this that has no medical background. There are so many good practitioners out there now that that focus solely on nutrition and lifestyle, have no medical background whatsoever, and they are all doing amazing things. Now, when we get the doctors and the nurses and the nurse practitioners and chiropractors, when they get on board with this, that's the answer. I, 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 can, I can have a big impact on people, but, you know, somebody like Dr. Wolfson or, or the nurse practitioners or the nurses we've had on that have also done this kind of research, that to me is the ultimate answer to make people healthy. They understand all the Absolutely. biology and the physiology and, and they understand the drug interactions and they can do all the deep dive into blood work. And that to me is what we need more of. I mean, certainly, you know, people that, that just want to help people with how they eat and lifestyle, perfect, great, health coaches, whatever we want to call them, that's fine. But the real answer here is if we can get enough true medical practitioners on board, that's when we might start to make a dent. Well, you won me over, but my career is on a downslide. Well, pass it along. I do do that. Good. I do, but I get Good. this weird look when I say I learned it from a trucker. I know. I know. Nobody's ever going to get over that one. So I will not take your I will not take your time up. I let other callers get in. I thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate it. Great talking to you. Uh, call again soon. Let's go to. We've got uh, phone lines open. Eight five five nine five zero three eight three five. At this point, I will let you know. I said before, if we ran out of calls, I would go back to my odds and ends and a couple topics I have here. But I have got a lot going on these days, and I'm, I'm loving it. And I've got the energy to do it. So if I run out of calls at this point, uh, we'll end the show. So it's up to you. You want to hear more? Call in. If not, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up when we run out of calls this time. We're going to go to Iowa. Brandy, welcome to the program. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> you know, um, Brandy, I, uh... I, I, I was fighting with volume on the last caller, and I am just out of headroom on my board. Is there anything you can do to pick up your volume? I'm rather than stick the microphone in my mouth. <laughs> no, that's actually muffling it and making it worse. So I, I, nothing has changed on my board that I'm aware of. Oh, no, hold on. I know exactly what did it. Um, Aaron, if you're listening, you know what did this too. I did change something today about the way we're handling the caller audio. So it is my fault. Um, we'll just do the best we can. Try to speak up and, and you know, project. Okay, sure. Uh, so I bought your uh, walnut uh, butter uh, sampler. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, and this will help you with your store too. <laughs> I kind of thought, well, this is this will benefit you too, to basically advertise it. But uh, so I I bought it because I wanted a snack while I drove. I, uh, there is another brand that you can find in health stores that um, I have tried, but I wanted to you know and try what you had. And um, my idea was to put a spoon in it and just eat it as I as I drove. 
And this comes from with the, the pouches that when you open them, you know, you're supposed to need them, but sometimes that's really hard uh, to need them. And then you get squirted with the oil and it gets all over your shirt and everything else. So I wanted to see if this was a better way of using a spoon in a smaller jar so I don't have this great big jar. I'm still trying to get it, you know, finish it. Okay. And so I was really interested in that. So my the thing is, so if we don't use the bread, you don't put it on bread, and I don't like celery and I don't do carrots, it's like what can you use this butter for? Um other than a spoon <laughs> while you drive. Okay. Oh, you're asking me? Yes, a recipe or, or an idea of uh, basically because so, the idea so, with the pouches, it, it, it can be messy. Yeah, no, I. It, it, yeah. It uh, your lips. No, not, now I understand what you're asking. And I agree with all those things. I've experienced all of those. Here's the first thing I'm going to start off with. Yeah. We even though we sell this stuff in our store, you know, we carry pouches, we carry jars, we carry fifteen different flavors. Um, I want people to kind of maybe moderate their intake some. So nut butters certainly they've got good fats in there that that are good for us. Um, but we're we're now looking harder at the downsides to plant foods. The lectins, the anti-nutrients, yeah, right, the, the the oxalates, with yeah, the almonds and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah, I'll I'll tell you one of my favorite ways to eat those nut butters is another almond flour-based product. It's almond flour crackers. So we just I, I just want to tell people I, I if I give you a whole bunch of ways to eat this, don't overdo this. You know, we're we're going to start helping people understand their total oxalate load. Uh, when we talk to Sally, the the interesting thing about oxalates is it we don't want to cut them out of our diet completely. We could cause more problems than anything. We do want some oxalates in our diet, especially if we've been overloaded with them. They're in our tissues. They're in our joints. They're we we don't want to go cold turkey. The, the results are not pretty. So, but we want to help people start to measure their total oxalate load and then pick and choose the foods you really enjoy that have oxalates. For me, that's dark chocolate. I love dark chocolate. It's one of my favorite things. I want to eat it every day, sometimes multiple times a day. I eat really high quality. I love the mushroom chocolate. Cacao is an adaptogen itself. And then when we add the mushrooms, the reishi and the chaga and the cordyceps and the lion's mane, we are now getting a nice dose of adaptogens, but I've got to balance out the oxalates that are in dark chocolate. So I will gladly give up some of those foods that I didn't realize were high in oxalates and I don't even really care about. They just became part of my diet. A lot of these almond flour products, I'm really going to cut way back on those. So it's not that we want to quit, but we do need to be aware of the total load and oxalates are hiding in all kinds of plant foods that we never realized before. So we don't, we, you could look at things like there's some crackers. I'd have to go check this though, too. I'm just going to say there's some crackers on the market that are mostly seed based. 
But we have to look at the seeds and find out, are are those high in oxalates or not? Flower ones, as well as uh, sweet potato crackers there at at Costco. Uh, Sweet potatoes are loaded with oxalates. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I was listening to about the the kiwi, and it's like fascinating. I like kiwi. <laughs> like, I, I love, love kiwi. Slicing me and dicing me up. <laughs> I, I I love kiwi. It's one of my favorite fruits. I had no idea that it had that kind of oxalate load to it. Yeah, exactly. And here's the uh, other thing. The other thing you got- we're we're bringing Sally back, and we're doing a mini series on this topic. We're going to talk about all of the negative impacts from oxalates on our body. It's shocking, and I am a firm believer that all of this is correct. The science is there. This isn't some kind of we think this might be going on. This is rock hard science. We know what's happening. I, you had a doctor on a while ago, longer ago, where they, uh, I think it was oxalates or the plant foods were basically slicing or just my, or, uh, cutting into the intestines, causing leaky gut syndrome. That, that was Sally. Like that. So I'm really, and uh, just now I'm more aware of that than ever, and I'm trying to make sure I don't eat any of that stuff. You know, here's here's an interesting takeaway from this. Uh, I've talked many, many times about my experience as a vegetarian. Uh, Almost three years fairly strict, and then another year where I added seafood back in and then gave up on the whole thing. And this is such a common experience for people who do this. You're coming from the standard American diet, basically. I was. And you're going vegetarian, not vegan. I I, I don't think I could have ever attempted vegan. uh, But I managed to do vegetarian. So in the first six months, almost everything was an improvement. I felt better. I lost some weight. Um, Digestion never really got any better. Uh, but, uh, But things got better. And it felt like a really positive change. And some of it might be mental. We, we've been so brainwashed into, oh, plants and salads and smoothies and all these things are so good for you. And, and if you want some meat, use this soy-based stuff. And it, it all sounded so good. We, we've heard it so many times. We've heard it our whole life. So some of it is probably a placebo effect. Some of it is the effect of we, we moved from such a horrible diet to usually a plant-based diet is going to be somewhat cleaner, although not today, because now we have all kinds of over-processed plant foods on the market. But almost everybody I've ever talked to that does this, at some point their health starts to deteriorate, and you never seem to blame it on the diet change because the first six months made you feel better. So I kept looking for every other reason. I'm just getting older, uh, you know, I'm too stressed, I'm, you know, I'm around too many chemicals, or right? coming up with everything as to why my health started to deteriorate. By the time I was into that third and fourth year, and, and I'm, was I 40 yet? I don't even know if I was 40. I think I did the vegetarian thing sometime during my 30s. 
I was deteriorating pretty bad. My, my RA, rheumatoid arthritis, was horrible then. I was almost thinking I may have to go on some sort of a drug. I was taking all kinds of over-the-counter stuff because of the pain. Um, I couldn't use cannabis back then because I still had an active CDL and still drove occasionally. That wasn't even an option for me, and it was illegal everywhere. Not that that would have stopped me, but it would have made it more difficult. Uh, So there weren't many options for pain, and I was in pain almost all the time. My digestion was a mess. I was gaining all kinds of weight. I mean, I got up to close to 190. Uh, For me, that is, that's obese. I didn't, I never thought that, but that's a lot of weight on me. Um, Now I understand that the longer you eat that way, the worse the oxalate load gets. It wasn't rheumatoid arthritis. Well, it was rheumatoid arthritis. I had those markers, but it was that on top of oxalate crystals settling in my joints like gout. And, And it was a lot of pain, and my health was deteriorating rapidly by that third year. And now I understand. And then every diet I tried after that, you know, a moderation diet, uh, you know, uh, what was Bill Phillips, I think was the guy's name. Um, He had a diet that was really popular for a while and it actually worked for a while. I just couldn't sustain it. I was hungry all the time. Um, None of the diets were really working long term at all. Some of them helped me lose weight. None of them cleared up any of my health issues. And now I understand why. Those oxalates hang around in your body a long, long time. Yeah, I've had kidney stones and was a regular producer of them. That's oxalates. Never forget the pain. That's <laughs> oxalates. So, yep. What? Yeah, and it was poor eating, and that's that's what. And now listening to your show, and I'm very more aware of what I put in and what could potentially produce more. Um, Kiwi, it's like, oh, wow, I just bought some dry kiwi the other day. It's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to eat that. <laughs> yeah, hey, I just uh, I, I just figured out how to fix the audio issue on the fly. So apologies to all the listeners that have to keep turning their volume up and down. Um, I think I should have it fixed now, and it's a good thing because I have a bunch of callers on the line. Okay. Can you post a picture of your my? I think it was mylinga tree, so it can see. Because uh, I'd like to try one at my house. More moringa, and it's it. it yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll I'll do that. It, not much to see. The 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 um trunk of the tree it's in a a fairly small pot right now the trunk of the tree is probably five or six feet tall there might be four or five little tiny leaves on it i mean it looks like it looks worse than a charlie brown christmas tree (laughs) well i was thinking like this is your before and this is your after and this is the part where you start to eat from it and it's like it would be helpful yeah, I I, uh, I need to. There's a lot of to, information on that. I, I left it outside so it would get as much sun and fresh air as possible, but it's fall, so nothing's really growing much. And now I actually need to bring it inside and put it under some lights and try to get it nice and healthy for the spring. Yeah. But I, I will. Uh, I think I, that's about it that I can think of. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, phone lines are pretty busy right now, so I better get to it. It's a good thing I fixed the audio issue. I I managed to fix it on the fly. I realized what I did this morning that created it, 
I didn't think I was going to be able to fix it on the fly, but I did. So we should be good. Uh, Brian, welcome. Hello, sir. Good, great to talk to you. Um, had a question in regards to investing uh, my wife's IRA money. She switched employers, and we did a rollover into a self-managed Vanguard account. And I know that you guys talked about this a few weeks back in regards to, um, you know, an S&P 500 index fund, maybe a total stock market fund. And then you were kind of uh, debating about maybe what the third or fourth should be. Just kind of wondering what you would suggest that we would uh, do with Yeah, so really good question. And the one thing I always want to clarify is – investing, you know, for, for a certain group of people, let's say from the earliest you decide to invest, it'd be awesome if people started doing it in their teens, but whenever you start to invest teens, twenties, thirties, forties, whatever, for that group of people up into about the age of 50, I can give some pretty generic advice that would work really well for most people would probably give 90% of those people better results than they would get if they worked intensively with an individual investment advisor. And, and that's not just me bragging, and this isn't my strategy. This has been around a long time. I learned it from other people. The numbers show us that this strategy, over 90% of the time, beats an individually managed fund, no matter how good your fund manager is. So it's just, it's just the numbers. But I always want to know at least a little bit because there are people that shouldn't follow that advice. So two things. Um, how old are you two? Uh, 48. Yeah, you're right that you're getting close to the line. And the timing of it. If, if this were 2012 and you were 48, I'd have a very different answer than I'm going to have right now. It's just because of where we are in the market. Um, what if, if when I used to do individual investing, I had a whole questionnaire and I do interviews with people. Um, what would you say your risk tolerance is? Are you very um, risk averse? Does if you think that you're your portfolio dropped by 30% in three weeks or would you be on your, the phone? If I were your investment advisor and you were paying me and your portfolio was down 30% in, you know, a quarter or three or four months, would you be on the phone with me in a panic and would you be losing sleep over it? Yeah, no, we, we basically just went through that and, and I did not do either one of them. Good. Okay. Um, we are in a, very comfortable financial position. House is paid for. Kids are grown and gone. Congratulations. Vehicles are paid for. We're both healthy, still working. Um, you know. Congratulations. So, that, yeah, um, I think we can, I think, thank you. I think we can tolerate a little risk. Yep. So how much money are we talking about in this particular fund? Because I have a feeling you have money in several places. But in this particular fund, how much money are we talking about? Around 90000 Okay. And is is any of your other money, I know you have assets like the house, which has probably got a lot of value. Any other money you have, is it mostly in higher risk stuff, like still in mutual funds and stocks, or do you have other low risk stuff? 
Um, it's majority it is uh, high risk mutual funds. I do have, um, I think, one large bond account that's around a hundred thousand, but everything else is in active managed um, in, okay. uh, mutual funds. Okay. So here's the approach I would take right now with your age, your financial status, which is excellent. Um, your age is still, you still have lots of time, but we don't want to get too crazy um, because the one thing I'm concerned about, I'm not so concerned about the downside that's coming. I actually like a downside. A, a down market just allows us to buy stocks on sale and mutual funds on sale. Two or three years of a pullback, uh, you know, a real steep pullback in the market, I love those. Those are just buying opportunities. What I'm afraid of is our last economic recovery was our slowest ever. It took us a long time to come back from the 08. Um, we could get political and blame it on people. That's not the point. It, it can happen, and we have no idea what's going on in politics these days. I'm afraid that this next downturn could take us a decade to recover from. So you have to start thinking about that. You put money in now, we lose 30, 40, 50%. Um, we'd want to put more in then. Um, but what if that market doesn't come back for 10 years? If I buy at the bottom, eh, not too, you know, no harm, no foul. I, I lost some opportunity. But if I buy at the top or heading into the bottom and we have a 10-year, you know, dry spell, um, you're up into your 60s now, or darn close to it, by the time all this shakes out. Yeah, and then, keep in mind, I mean, we, we, you know, we can't, be, being an IRA, we, we can't even get our hands on it without paying the tax uh, burdens until we're 59 and a half anyway. So, I mean, I'm looking like we got 12 years Yeah. Okay. before we'd even got it. So here, touch it. here's what I would do. I would take that 90,000. Let me see how long do we want to take on this? I would take that 90000 and I would divide it into chunks of $5,000, and I would put $5,000 a month into the S&P. Okay. So the way you do that on a transfer, you probably already know this, um, you're going to transfer it into the new IRA. It sounds like you've already done that. Most of the money you just want to yeah, sit yep, in, yep. A, in a money market fund. Just a mo That's just a, It's not invested yep. into stocks. You get but maybe 2% now maybe three. Um, so you park it there and 5,000 each month you transfer into the S and P 500. That will really smooth out all of these bumps and ups and downs. And I, I still think we're, we're, there's, there's 30 or 40% still left to lose in this market and possibly 50. And so if we, if we smooth it out, and you're smart enough to also kind of look at things if you decide and go, oh, you know what, maybe I'll just skip this month. Maybe we'll see if, if we start one of those nosedives. Maybe you say, and I'm, tr I'm, not, I'm not market timing here because I'm not a fan of market timing. But we have a chunk of money and we need to do something with it. So you, you, you do want to be careful with a big chunk. If I'm talking to a 30-year-old and they've been putting 500 a month into the S&P 500 and we know the market's going down next month, I'm just going to tell them, keep putting it in. Don't panic. Don't take anything out. Keep up with your schedule. When somebody comes to me with a big chunk and we're later in life, it, we use different strategies. And, and to kind of take away a lot of the risk, 
we can just slowly start to move that money into the market. And I wouldn't do anything other than an S&P. You've already got other investments. You've got bonds. You've got real estate. You're you're already plenty diversified. The S&P 500 is easy and almost nothing outperforms it. Yeah, we, we started so that I'm, I'm basically on the right track. And last week, that's exactly what we did is we put 5000 in the VOO. Awesome. And I just <laughs> didn't know if we should be doing other things. No, no. You know, I think you're diversified was my plan enough. was to just keep. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I've been, I've been, yeah, I'm exactly doing exactly what you say. I've been kind of actively doing that with uh, another private account with, um, some extra funds over the last, oh, 18 months or so. And yeah, I, it got so high there that it was almost getting frustrating putting it in because I I'm know. like, this can't continue, it, right, you know, right. you know, and I just like, but so, you, you, but like you said, you, you want to do something with it. <laughs> well, I, I think you, so I, no, I don't think I know you are doing better with your own money than anybody else you could hire. You've got this, you, you get the nuances of this the, the idea that we're not market timing, we're not taking everything out of the market and then trying to get everything back in. But you looked at it and said, wait a minute, every month when I buy these, they're getting more expensive. And this has been going on for a long time. There's no, there can't be much upside left and there's way too much downside. So slowing down and saying, oh, you know what, I'm going to skip a month or two. I'm, gonna, I'm not taking any money out, but I'm also not going to put any in for a while. Keep an eye on things. So, like I say, I, you've got this. Okay. Well, I, I I got this because of you. Well, good. <laughs> because of, good. I listen to your show regularly, and I'm a I'm a big fan. So, well, yeah, thank, thank you, thank you for all you do. You learned well. Yeah, don't don't let anybody else manage your money. <laughs> really. Okay. Yeah. I, I I honestly I have some other, um some accounts with an advisor that uh, I'm in the process of pulling it away Good. because I'm, I just can't justify the, the fees you, and what they, you, for you, what I'm doing. When, like you said, this, this isn't brain surgery. It's fairly simple. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. That guy is not earning his money. And he's not going to. Okay, it, sir. It, it, it's well, not like, you know, well, we just need yeah. to talk to him and get him more active. That That's not going to work. It's not that you should go find it. There isn't anybody out there that's worth the money they're going to charge you when you're this good at this. It, yeah, and it, it is so deceiving when you sit there and you look at a statement or you walk into their office and you want to give them $5,000 and then you're, you're just constantly like, well, what was their fees on that? You never see you, any of that. Now, you, you, you know, you, but he, 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 collect, he collects his fee for the whole time you have it and you never you, see it. You just made a statement a little while ago that I absolutely agree with. This isn't rocket science. You do need to do some reading. You do need to have some understanding of how financial markets work and what index funds are. So it's not that we can just throw darts at a board or we can just think that, you know, we listened to Kramer on Mad Money and now we're an investment advisor. It's, it's fairly simple once you have that knowledge that you need. And it's not really specialized knowledge. But I will tell you what is rocket science or brain surgery, trying to figure out what fees they're charging you. That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They are very yeah. good at hiding yeah. them. Yeah. 
I was a, a, a certified yeah. financial planner, the highest designation for individual financial planners there is. And I didn't understand all of those fee structures until I read Anthony Robbins' book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've listened to his book, yep, as well. Yeah, I, I didn't learn really any of that stuff. <laughs> you know, three years in, in school, not full-time, obviously, but three years to get through the CFP program, a test that takes 15 hours and 40%, 60% of the people that take it every year fail it. That's what it took to become a CFP, and yet I couldn't explain the fee structures to anybody. That's just wrong. Oh, yeah. It's no different than, yeah, you know, we I'm had— all, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm almost embarrassed to say that I've been with a guy for, like, 20 years. I know. And I'm sitting here I, thinking, like, I wish I, I would have would have found out this, this the Vanguard system or the, or the system, you I know. know. Yep. Years ago. Well, it's no different than we had. All I can do is try to try to uh, teach teach my children. Exactly. How to do it differently. Exactly. Just like we had Dr. Wolfson on yesterday. He made what, you know, might seem to a lot of people to be an outrageous statement. He, He said if he had somebody that was sick and unhealthy, he would send them to me before he would send them to any traditional doctor. That's just wrong. Yep. That is so sad. It's why I have focused most of my life on these two industries, because I think it is probably the two worst industries that we depend on heavily, and they have been screwing us for years and killing us. They've been stealing our money and killing us for years. Yeah. Yep. Well, you're you're absolutely right. I agree with it, and I want to thank you for doing all your extra hard work and reading and research on it. We, I, I just sit back and listen. I, I, um, you know, I've just been reflecting on this a lot. I just posted a big piece on gratitude, and uh, I, I, I just have to say that when when people call me and thank me, and I understand and I appreciate it, um, I, I wish that everybody listening understood how grateful I are for I am for them. Because what I do wouldn't matter nearly as much if I was only doing it for myself. The, the, the fact that I get to wake up and, and do this all day long, I'm like, how did I get so lucky? It's just, uh, and, you know, hopefully we can, we can start to make a dent in the general population with these two topics. Because if we could... Our country and our world would improve tremendously. Forget the damn politicians. They're a lost cause. We just need to start helping individuals. If we become better people, our country will become better. I agree. Yep. Take care of ourselves and our family at first. There you go. And then attempt... The, gov- the, the government and the country will hopefully slowly change. Yeah, and then attempt to influence people around you if you can. That's the most difficult part of this whole thing. All right, Brian, thanks okay. so much for the well, call. I, you, you, I you've appreciate got this. your insight. Yep. yep, you've got this. Thanks for the call. I love getting calls like that. Let's go to New Hampshire. Jim, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. First of all, I'd just like to say I love everything about the, the new... Uh, 
the new platform. And, Me too. Uh, the websites and all of that. I mean, the show is awesome. Wait till you see where we're going. So, I, 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 oh, yeah, I can't wait. I have this vision that we've all started on, and, um, you know, I, I love our team. We have just an amazing team here. It has come together so well over the last couple of years, and we have people who are just so good at their individual piece of this. Um, right now, I have to be very, very careful that I don't overwhelm them. All this new energy and right. the the clarity I have in my thinking and my creativity has gone through the roof and I have got to stop myself multiple times a day and say, slow down. You are going to overwhelm everybody. That, that's not a bad problem to right, have. Yeah. I just, I just have to make sure I manage it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And I look forward to uh, what's coming in the future. So before I get to my question, I know what your first question is going to be. So I'm 52 years old for the last five years. Thanks to you. I've been probably about 90% carnivore. Excellent. I'll have some vegetables once or twice a week and that's about it. And I feel amazing. Um, I've lost a lot of weight. I'm no longer on any medications. Awesome. All of my numbers, like when I have, when I have lab work done and stuff are they've all like completely normalized. Uh, my blood pressure has gone down. All of that. The one thing, number I seem to be having problems with, and it's probably the last one I thought I ever would, is my B12. Uh, I seem to be coming up deficient all the time. And when I supplement, when I first had it tested a couple of years ago, I was below 200, which is way down at the bottom. Um, and I started supplementing and I got tested like six months later, I was at 2200. So the supplementing works, but then I stopped again because they said, you know, I was way above the top. And I had it tested after a year of not doing it again. I just had it tested the other day, and I'm back down to 200. And Okay. You know, so, all of that, your B12 comes from animal products, and that's basically all I eat. So Yeah, so B vitamins are tricky. B12 is really tricky. It's very easy and cheap to supplement in crazy high doses. In fact, many supplements have, have just gobs of b12 in them because it is inexpensive um the numbers can be all over the board like this it would seem like if we ate animal foods we would get enough there's some other cofactor out yeah. there that i haven't done enough work on to understand but I, I have another question for you um if you think back to when you were at your highest levels when you're supplementing heavy and you're at your highest levels and then think back to when you're at your lowest levels are there any noticeable health differences? I think so because, and then the reason why I started testing it, the, uh, the doctor suggested it because I've had back problems and I've had three back surgeries and I have all these nerve uh, symptoms that go down the back of my legs and into my feet and stuff. And that's one of the symptoms. And, you know, you can get a lot of neurological symptoms from, right from low B12. Right. So I think they do get worse. And I know I'm not going to get rid of all of them just because I have permanent nerve damage, but I think they do get worse when it seems like my levels are low. Okay. So we it, it, that, to me, is more important than a blood test of B12. You know, some things we can test 
and we want to test because there aren't obvious symptoms. Usually, if somebody is deficient in B12, there's going to be symptoms. It might just be an energy thing. You know, you feel sluggish. No matter how much sleep you get, you just don't have enough energy. So, you, but, you know, so those we would want to test. B12, a lot of times, I'll just go by symptoms. I mean, if you were really high and really low and you didn't notice any difference, I'd say, well, then, you know, maybe you take a, a... a product like a cardio miracle that has some in there so that, you know, you're getting it, but I wouldn't try to overload on it or worry too much about it. But if you've got symptoms, we do want to kind of find the, the sweet spot here for you and, and maybe even figure out why you're not getting, um, you know, the, why you're not able to keep this level up any kind of, um, uh, brain fog when, when you're really low or any kind of neurological, issues yeah yeah um yeah i I think so yeah okay all right so for some reason then we are you are experiencing a low enough level of b12 that it's um that it's affecting you have you ever tried um any of our now rather than supplement b12 what I'd rather look for are whole food supplements that are high in B12. You're, when you eat, you eat a lot of animal products, are you eating a lot of organ meats? I am not. Okay. I, I am not. I do eat sardines probably three times a week. Um, you know, I, I know. Um, I oh, no, sardines are really high. Yeah, sardines are good. That's uh, yeah. like... Um, about six, one serving of sardines, about three ounces is five or six micrograms, um, which is more than 100% of what we're supposed to get every day. So I would try first. Um, there's two ways we could approach this. You are probably at the point where we were talking with Dr. Wolfson yesterday that, you know, we could either keep guessing and trying things or his approach is test, don't guess. Um, and you would work with somebody like him or a practitioner who's really good at blood analysis and then figuring out what cofactors were missing. And we don't do a lot of that here. It's really intensive. You got to yeah. stay up on things. Uh, you know, I kind of explained, we like to be that first contact. We like to help people make those big changes in diet and lifestyle we have some supplement programs that really work and we're comfortable with. When we get down to the mysteries, eh, there doesn't seem to be any obvious reason why you're experiencing this. Um, we end up spending way too much time trying to solve them because we, we just don't do enough of it. Um, somebody like my son, uh, Michael, who has, has really focused on, he's like a, his, his strength is troubleshooting this kind of stuff. Um, or Dr. Wolfson, yeah. who you know, is at that level of really understands the blood work and really track down what's going on here. So those are two approaches. If you want to continue to kind of self-hack and and try things and see what happens, I would look at our whole line of ancestral supplements in our store. That's the name, ancestral. They've got the the beef, the kidneys, the spleen, the... the um, gonad hormones. I mean, virtually every organ in the body, they have it in a desiccated capsule form. That's 
that's almost whole food. I mean, there's nothing else in there. They just yeah. take the organ, they desiccate it, which is a, an intense way of drying it, turn it into a powder and put it in a capsule. It, it's as close to whole food as we can get without trying to eat all those organs, which is almost impossible unless you live on a farm and you butcher your own animals. So I, I would try those. Right, yeah. Um, you know, beef liver okay, yeah, I, has... I think I will. In one ounce of beef, beef liver has 20 micrograms. That's over 300% of what we need in a day. And almost all of their other organs, they include beef, in, beef liver in there because liver is, is like the king of the organs. So, and you're, you're going to get all kinds of other cofactors. We're not just trying to overload you with B12. We're giving you a whole food that is really high in B12. So all of those cofactors should right. be in there. Even if we can't identify them all, they're in there. That's how nature works. So if you wanted to try one more thing, that's the path I would take. And I would give it about two weeks um, after you start taking it. And I would take at least their recommended dose. And I will tell you, it's kind of a pain in the ass because taking five capsules of beef liver every day and five capsules of, you know, three or four of the other organs you want to take, it's a lot of capsules. But it's a really good way to get those organ meats, and it's very hard to get them otherwise. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm not real big on the liver and stuff. So yeah, <laughs> it, most people aren't. Try that. Yeah, most people aren't. So the the seafood, maybe even though that's high in B12, maybe, it, well, it, it doesn't seem to be working for you. And and I believe more in results than anything else. Um, if you try it and it's not working, well, let's go try something else. At some point, we may have to go the route of a Dr. Wolfson where we start testing. But in my experience, I've done lots of this over the years, um, sometimes because I was trying to solve a problem and sometimes because that's how I learn. It's expensive. I, I, I wasn't even paying the doctor that I was working with for their services. I was simply paying for the testing we were doing with them. And I can easily wrap up two or $3,000 in testing. Yeah, I'm probably probably not quite at that level yet. Probably <laughs> I'll not. I'll try with yeah. It, it, look, if, if this was if this was something debilitating that was really affecting the quality yeah. of your life, maybe we'd stop guessing and say, "Look, just go spend the money; it's going to be worth it." But that doesn't sound like what we're dealing right. with here. No, 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 we're not to that point. And he did say my my folic acid was low, but he said it's probably because of my my deficiency in B12 too. So. That's when we start getting into these weird vitamins and mineral things, that's why it gets so complicated because you can never address just one thing. You have to figure right, out yeah. the, the puzzle that has about a hundred pieces and there's no picture on the puzzle. We just have to, so that's why it, it really almost requires people who do this every day. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll check out the store, and uh, i got to order some more Brain Octane anyways. So There you go. I'll uh, see what you get in there. And, hey, it's starting to get cold up here in New Hampshire again, and I usually post pictures of me uh, jumping under the Oh, river. that's right. that's sure. you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I want to see <laughs> yeah. those. 
I, I, I'll post them. Sometimes I have to ride the snowmobile down the river and bring my axe <laughs> to like, get through the ice. <laughs> That's even better. It, it, one of these days, yeah, right. one of these days, if it's thick enough and you can park the snowmobile on the ice and make the hole close to it, that would make an awesome picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. All right, Kevin, thanks for everything. All right, talk to you again soon. Thanks. Let's go to West Virginia. David, welcome to the program. Hello, Kevin. What's yeah, on your mind oil today? Sample I sent to you. Uh, let me go I sent you an oil sample. See. Let me go check. Uh, Morgan did an awesome job, and it's right here in front of me. Let's take a look. So we've got a pack car MX. What year? Uh, it's uh, 2014. Um, I bought the truck last year, and uh, the dealership I bought it from told me that they had changed the oil uh when they got it um i don't really think they did i think their mechanic changed the oil filters but didn't actually change the oil um i had to guesstimate on the the amount of miles i put seventy five thousand. i actually myself had put about sixty thousand miles on it um i do use the catalyst uh every every tank of fuel so um, I'm not sure if there's anything to be worried about or not. Uh, there might be, actually. Uh, so this is the first oil sample we have on this engine, right? There's no other history? No, that's the first one. So I have to make some guesses and some assumptions here, and I think you were spot on when you said that they didn't change the oil. Uh, the reason is yeah. your, your base is down to almost one. Now, has the oil been changed since this sample? Yeah, I changed the okay. oil whenever I took the sample because when I pulled the filters out, I I, I noticed that they weren't Packard filters, and they told me that they had put Packard filters in it, so that's what made me start thinking about it. So I went ahead and changed that, the whole oil, everything, all uh, yeah. new. These guys sound like a, a bunch of honest, great character people. Um, we changed the oil, we put Packard filters <laughs> yeah, well. on it, and we caught them in two <laughs> lies already. Um, you know, they didn't yeah, put back well, our filters um, <laughs> and when your base is at yeah. one and we've got oxidized oil, which you have, um, we could guess that yeah. maybe it's oxidized because it got hot, but there seems to be an awful lot of evidence. It's just old oil. Yeah, it was just old oil. And, and I bought this from that, you know, that dealership up there in Sandusky that sells all them, uh, large cars. Oh, did you really? Yeah, oh, I, was one, oh. I, was, I was one of them. <laughs> I was one of them guys that went up there looking for one of them big, big, outdated hooded trucks. And I, I walked there a lot for two days. And then I finally pulled the trigger on, on the only aerodynamic truck they had. <laughs> well, good, good. Um, I, stay away from that place. I swear they're just... Yeah, they're, I'm not going back there. <laughs> I, I don't want to call them crooks, but I, I'm going to call them scumbags. We need people like that out of our yeah, industry, I, really. I mean, look... It, I, I, I agree with you because I, you know, I, I, had, I had other issues before I ever made it home with the truck. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, look, I, I, I'm not saying that everybody we deal with and everybody in the industry has to hold the highest standards. I wish they would. I wish more people would. I don't expect that, but I I want the scumbags out of our industry. I want the people who lie and cheat and just take advantage of people's ignorance. That that's what this is. They're not taking advantage of stupid people. 
They're taking advantage of ignorant people. And most of us are ignorant because our education system sucks. So I I could go off on a whole rant, but uh, these kind of people I have no patience for. I, I don't hold back. They're scumbags. They're they're possibly even crooks, and we should do everything we can to let people know about them and just try to drive them out of the industry. I, I started posting pictures yeah. every day from that company because I, I look at the people that are so happy and they're buying one of these big hoods, and I can almost guarantee about 80% of them are going to fail. Now, the last couple of years, nobody's been failing. So they'll go, oh, no, we sell these yeah, trucks all day long dangerous. and our customers come back and buy more. Yeah, let's watch what happens in the next couple of years. Those people are going to be crashing yeah. and burning and dro- dropping like flies. So I'm glad you told me that, though. That, that, now, here's my concern, and I don't have okay. enough information to know whether I'm right yet or not but we can probably figure it out on the next sample. I, I would go 25,000. I, I want to say 15, okay. but let's go 25 because if you do have the problem, we're, we're probably going to be okay. Here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a little bit of lead, not enough to be too concerned, yeah. but I've got copper at seven. I'm uh-huh. I'm worried that the reason the lead is so low, because we don't have any history, most of the lead might already be gone off the bearings. Okay. So that's why it would be low. If I had history, we'd be able to pick this up in a heartbeat. Um, but now, yeah. but there's copper there, and it's not enough copper to say, oh, it's just an oil cooler. Don't worry about it. Um, you know what? I'm going to change my advice. I, I am going to say go to 25,000 and take another sample. Do you have a good shop you trust? Okay. Yeah. Um, I know we just changed the oil and this kind of sucks, but I, I don't want to risk this one because we have so little history on this truck and those people are scumbags and they sell some really, really crappy equipment. I would have your shop pull the pan and inspect the bearings. Okay. That's what I was kind of thinking, but I wanted a second opinion. Um, yeah, I, 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 I kind of wish I wouldn't have run as far as I did before I, I, I well, did here's an the, oil sample. But. Well, here's the thing. You didn't do any kind of damage that is going to cost you any more money. Now, had, had, okay. you, had the bearings been bad enough, we could have wiped out an engine. But that didn't happen. So all that's occurred is maybe we put a little more wear on bearings that were already worn anyway, and we're going to replace them. So you didn't do anything that you're not going to have to pay any stupid tax over this. But I'm going to be a little cautious instead of waiting 25,000 miles and risking something like that happen. Uh, We're going to waste an oil change, but but pull this pan and let somebody look at those bearings. Okay. All right. Um, would it be a good idea just when they have it off, just go ahead and have them roll a new set in or just look at them and go from there? Um, let Again, that's why I asked you if you trust your shop. Um, now, the other thing yeah, you could I, do. I, I do trust. Yeah, if they can okay. get, you know, really good pictures of the bearings and you want to post them and we could have, you know, some, if, if you're on truckingtribe.com, you can put them up there. 
We could have Pittsburgh Power review them and give you some advice. I could take a look at them. It, it will really depend okay. um, at the condition of the Bears. Uh, I'm not that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm only a couple hours from Pittsburgh Power. If they can get me in, I might just see if I can just take it there and let them pull it apart and look at it. Then I would absolutely know you're in good hands. Yeah. And they'll yeah. tell you. I, I, I trust it, my mechanic, but I don't use him enough. Uh, he He's a good, like, Cummins and Cat mechanic. I don't know about the pack car. Um, so he, I would probably feel you know, a little better if I had Pittsburgh Power look at it. Unfortunately, there are no really good mechanics on, on the pack car engine in this country. We just haven't had it long yeah, enough. There are not enough of them. But this is a bearing issue. Bearings are bearings. I mean, Pittsburgh Power is... Yeah, it's really much available. Yeah, I, I really trust that when they look at them, they'll give you the correct advice. Yes, there's some wear, but, you know, we, we, we probably just let them ride. Or, no, we've already got the pan down. They're worn a lot. Let's replace them. Now, one other question. Okay. Um, what's the oil consumption okay. like on this truck? Uh, in the 65,000 miles I put on a truck, I put one gallon of oil in it. Okay. So we have no problems at all with the cylinder kits. So we're not going to be doing an in-frame anytime soon. And the reason that matters is because we look at the bearings and we caught them in time. There's some wear, but they're not horrible. And we're probably going to be doing an in-frame within a year. Well, then we might as well wait. But... This these cylinder kits probably have, I, I could throw a guess out there. They have a half a million miles left on them, probably. Um, so that, that's kind of what I was thinking. So yeah. we're we're probably going to be looking at a set of bearings, but let somebody verify okay. that. Okay, I can do that. Um, I can do that. I'm going to be taking a couple weeks this, off here soon, anyway. So here's why we can't be I'll get sure. a hold of them up there and see what they. Without, okay. without history, this could be the lead's low. My mind is, well, what if we, we don't have any lead left? Um, the copper's at seven. This is really, really old oil. That may just be a buildup of copper. We may pull the pan down and the bearings may look like new. Yes. And that would be wonderful. Okay. And then we just keep sampling yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we dodged a bullet and everything's fine. If we pull it down and it needs bearings, so what? Let's throw them in. My my question would be yeah. then, why did it need bearings? Um, and and the answer, the only answer I could come up with, is since it's a new engine and it's never really been rebuilt, my answer would be it's it's really been abused. Okay. Yeah, I am about to hit nine hundred thousand on it. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let somebody look at the bearings, and then we'll know what we should do. Okay. All right. I appreciate the advice. Thank you, Kevin. All right. You're welcome. And uh, if you get a chance, call me back and let me know the outcome. All right. uh, Let me check because I think we have Rolling Toe scheduled today. And Rolling Toe is ready to start right now. Um, I am... Going to, I'm sending them a message right now. Bit, stand by, stand by. Um, 
One of the things I'm really, really looking forward to do, and our team is working on it hard, when we get our broadcast app finished, we will have the ability to, one, schedule our shows better. Right now, I just like to go as long as I have calls and questions. And when I ask for questions, I hate to hang up on people and leave them hanging. Uh, But I also know that Mike and Kevin are ready to start right now. So this is a temporary issue. Uh, I'm going to take these calls. I ask for them. I'm going to take them. We're going to go quick. I'm not going to tell any stories or chat. I'm just going to get right to somebody's question and answer it. So, Mike, what can I help you with? Hey, Kev. How you doing? Uh, Long time listener. Uh, You helped me out on a call about five years ago. Uh, Really changed my life, I have to say. Excellent. Um, I have like problems with people thinking I'm younger than I am, which is really terrible. I love that. Um, you know, we, we were talking about um, sleep the other day, and um, you know, I use a sleep apnea machine. I don't. I can sleep without it, but man, it sure makes me feel good when I sleep with it. And so, I I get six hours, and I get up, and it just like and so for I'm good to go. Well, real quick, because I could address what you just said, but if you have a specific question, I'll wait for that, too. Well, no real question. Okay. Um, I, then I'm, other than let I me just address. No, go ahead. Yeah, let me just address the issue then. You, if you listened to Dr. Wilson yesterday, I love his line. I'm going to steal it. Um, you are not deficient in a sleep apnea machine. The fact that it makes you sleep Agreed. better tells us something is wrong. So I'm glad that it makes you feel better, but your goal should be to figure out what's wrong and fix it so you don't need the machine anymore. Yeah, that's true. I, I have to agree with that. Um, I tried a lot of different stuff. I'm not sure really at this point um, what it would possibly be. I, well, well, I'm that, almost trust me. Tr- yeah, it, it diet honestly can sometimes actually make this worse. Good diets can make this worse. That's been my case. If I go really extreme carnivore or keto, I feel fantastic. My sleep deteriorates until now because I finally found the root cause of mine. So when you say you've done everything, have you worked with any practitioner yet? No. That's no. probably what you're going to have to well, do. Well, other than you, I, did a, I did a call with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've I've actually looked for one nearby, and it's, you know there's not that many near me. So, and uh, I, I am I I know I have a lot of projects going on right now. I'm probably way too spread out, but I am working on putting together a program that fixed my problem because I had been through virtually everything, and it wasn't it. It did turn out to be as odd as it might sound: some adaptogens and some herbs and a little bit of the right magnesium. That, that kind of broke what was, or fixed what was broken, broke my, you know, cycle of not being able to fix this. Um, those answers are very personalized. Like there's a, a group yeah, of 26 adaptogens we could work with, and we kind of have to personalize them a little bit. The same with the herbs. Um, the magnesium blend we're bringing in, uh, I have a meeting today with this company. It's a new vendor for us. Um, their magnesium blend, I think is outstanding and we're going to bring it into our store. And I think that would be something everybody who's having sleep issues should try. 
magnesium is another one of those very complicated minerals. There's multiple forms of it. It needs all kinds of cofactors to work right. This blend is by far the best I've found. Some people might be able to take this one magnesium supplement and really improve their sleep. Others might see some improvement, and then we could look at some of the adaptogens as well. So if I were you, I would say, you know, keep using your sleep apnea machine when you need to. Any night that that you could afford to have a less than ideal sleep, I might skip it um, and, and start getting your body used to not having it. It's like everything else. Um, no different than me using cannabis and saying, well, I use it because it works. Well, it works, but it's still a crutch. And I, I we, we shouldn't need no, crutches. No, you know, you're, you're right. I, I, would, I was going to say, I wonder if it's more like, almost like habitual. Oh, it is. Where, part of it is. You know, like I've stopped pa- Part of it is. It. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But because like I, when I don't use it, I still sleep. I still feel pretty dang good. Oh, then stop using it. You know, it. I, I don't feel any... <laughs> then stop using well, it. I, now, if well, you if you stop and after three or four or five days, you start to say, oh, man, I'm, I'm getting really tired during the day. Well, then go back for now. I did it with cannabis. I came on and said, look, I know I need to stop this. It's not helping the problem. It's become a crutch. But I, I until I could fix the problem, I kept using it. Oh, if I could, I would too. Yeah, well, I know. Um, I'd, and, I'd use it. Yeah, and it's, it, it, it's a shame you can't, honestly, because it's a crutch, but it's a good crutch. It, 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 you know, I. No, and, and you know what? It's not just for sleeping, but I mean, just just for um, the stress and being able to relax. Uh, you know, you know, and, and, and how, how about let this? everything just kind of roll off you. Yeah, I, I, I love all those reasons, and I think people understand where I stand on this. But how about this? I just wrote this in a post. I did take my thirty days off, quick, completely, fix the sleep, so I, I don't, I won't go back to using it as a crutch to sleep because I won't need to anymore. I think I finally figured this out. You know what I like about it now? It's fun sometimes. It feels good. <laughs> yeah, just for the pure enjoyment it of it. Yeah, it's like, why do you drink? Because it feels good. Exactly. And I, I, I gave up the alcohol. I found out how bad that was for me. It's awful. It's a toxin. Our body. Oh, you're absolutely right. Our, I, if I have a couple drinks, I feel it two days later. Our body does not produce any of its own alcohol. It wouldn't do that because it's a toxin. Our body does not want that. There is some weird cases where people have gut bacteria that's so screwed up, their stomach actually starts to ferment their food into alcohol, and they get absolutely trashed without drinking any alcohol. It's a crazy syndrome. But that's a problem. The human body shouldn't do that. But our body produces all kinds of cannabinoids which is what THC and CBD and CBN and CBG, they're all cannabinoids. Our body produces a ton of its own cannabinoids. It's part of our whole, every system in our body, our digestive system, our brain, our immune system, loaded with cannabinoid receptors. So there's a huge difference between using something like cannabis and alcohol. Same results, basically. Oh, we do it because we relax and it feels good and it's enjoyable. But uh, I, I've certainly made my mind up on uh, on which one I prefer. All right. Oh, I, Mike, got to cut I you don't. loose. I, 
I am going to rush these last couple of calls. I want to take them and I want to get you your answer, but I also want to get Mike and Kevin on here so they can do it as well. Terrence, welcome. Terrence. Uh-oh. I can hear something there in the background. Terrence? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Hold on, I clicked on the wrong line. Mike in Wyoming. Yes. There you go. Hello, Kevin. How are you doing? I was looking at I'll one button quick. and pressed uh, another one. Yeah, no worries. Uh, this a uh, public service message to everybody driving down the I-80 near Warm Shutters or Wham Shutters, sorry. There's a real... These roads are atrocious, Kevin. So uh, there's wrecks uh, everywhere, right? I'm at, I'm at uh, mile 189, and there's trucks everywhere. So you so gotta, you just you, thought I'd get that out to everybody. You gotta Is back that? up a second. You said a city or something there. I don't even know what part of the world we're in right now. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. Uh, Wham Shutters, Wyoming. Okay? Well, got it. You're okay. Get a big backup. Got it. Oh At yeah. Mile marker uh, one eighty nine. There is trucks everywhere. There's cars. It's a big wreck. So just here, so if your roads look like a skating rink. If you're anywhere near that area, just get the hell off the road. Hey, yeah, uh, I'm kind of stuck in it, and I got no way of getting out other than just pushing on. Um, the other observation I made: I was out in California, and I was watching these three gentlemen walking around. Um, with clipboards, so the repos are starting <laughs> on the trucks. So, oh yes, there's going to be a bunch of tre- cheap trucks in about six months. The prices are still holding way higher than I think they should be right now, but it's yep. not going to last. Yep. No, like uh, 2020 Volvo 860, right? With 600,000 miles. Um, they want a hundred. Oh, no way. No way. Yes. Oh, anybody who buys that truck should just, they should have their head examined. I would poke my eyes out with a knitting needle before I would buy that. (laughs) Exactly. So that's all I wanted to share with you. Hey, Mike. You know how bad. Yeah, I have a feeling we could have gone easy 15 minutes on this. Call me back sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, I will do. Thanks, Kevin. All right, thank you for the update. Uh, One more call, then I'm going to hand this over to Mike and Kevin Beckett. So um, we will close out this show as it will take us less than 10 minutes to get them back on, and you should flood them with phone calls too. Uh, Terrence, were you screaming at your phone a little bit ago? Yeah, yes, I was. You think I would know better. I didn't hear the sound. And I'm hitting buttons. I'm going, I'm muted. I'm going, no. It had to be Kevin. Yeah, it was me. So, yes, I was screaming and yelling at the phone. I figured you would. But as far as that guy. Yeah, as far as that guy, I wanted to give that guy a heads up that was looking for the uh, liver and the kidney. U.S. Wellness makes a fantastic 70-30 blend of that. And this is so funny that about this is because if he's worried about taste, now my, my fiance yesterday calls because you know, I want to make some chili. I bought, Kevin, I bought like $2,000 worth of meat from U.S. Wellness nice. about three months ago, planning on this. You know, I was like, you know what, shit stuff's going up. Long story short, I bought a whole bunch of this, and I didn't tell her. 
you know, I, <laughs> right. I, I, I thought I got chopped meat. Right. So if I took chopped meat out, I didn't, you know, I didn't say it. And there was times where she got her own chopped meat out. I just didn't look. Right. Well, she called me yesterday. I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if this, this, you, what you got. I don't know about this land, the liver and the, and I said, I, we've been eating it. She goes, no, we haven't. I said, okay, I'm, I'm not, don't, listen, we haven't, I'm not going to argue. You that's know, right. that's no point. Right. And that's a, within 10 minutes later, she started browning the, 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 the meat for the chili. This stuff's unbelievable. I said, it, it, it actually go. tastes so, better. If that guy has a problem. It actually yeah. tastes better and than you know plain what's better ground about beef. It? It, I, go ahead. Yep, and it's better the second. It's better later on the second day. Yeah, because you're right. It's like the, the, the I, sucked it back in. I'm glad you called. This is a I, I, I shouldn't have missed this. Two things: that ground beef is awesome, and you can put it in all kinds of things. You make burgers out of it, and they're really good. Throw it in chili, spaghetti sauce. Yep. yep. Uh, you know, scramble some with eggs or whatever you want. But also, don't forget about their liverwurst. Their liverwurst is some of the best I've ever Whoa. eaten. Oh my God! <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yep. even if All you, right, I know you got to go, I just yeah. wanted to get that publicity. Thank you. Call me back again soon. Um, even if you don't think you would like liverwurst, if you've never tried it, try U.S. Wellness Meats. That stuff's amazing. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Mike and Kevin are standing patiently by. I'm going to close out this show. The new show should be up and running here in five to ten minutes. And uh, do me a favor. Call these guys. Talk about anything you want. Um, if you have questions about tires, alignment, handling issues, that kind of stuff, inflation, absolutely call them. You'll get all your questions answered the right way. All right. We will see you back here tomorrow. And I do believe both Joel and John are good for trucking technology. Oh, nope. Joel can't make it. He's actually doing some filming for Volvo tomorrow. It'll be John and I. That'll be fun. John's got a lot to uh, catch up on. We'll see you then. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.